The NFL fined Panthers owner David Tepper $300,000 for tossing the contents of a drink in the direction of Jaguars fans. At Sunday's game in Jacksonville, this happened up in a luxury box with about three minutes left in the game. The Panthers were losing 26 to nothing. Tepper said in a statement that he is, quote unquote, passionate about his team, but regrets his behavior. He said, and I quote, I should have let NFL stadium security handle any issues that arose. I respect the NFL's code of conduct and accept the league's discipline for my behavior, unquote. So, Keyshawn, your reaction to David Tepper's fine? Well, the, the fine, it is what it is, man. That, that's the, it's worth 20, what did you say, $20.6 billion? Mm-hmm. I can't even do that math. No. Okay, now then think $300,000 from that account is nothing. Okay, it, it just, it, the team will pay it. It'll be a write down of a, you know, $150,000, whatever the number is at the end of the day yeah. when they do their corporate taxes, I'm sure. He, Here's what I would say about David Tepper, though, as a whole. He's been spoiled rotten since he bought the Carolina Panthers. Okay, you never heard of David Tepper when he was a minority owner with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Once he acquired the Carolina Panthers, his name just all of a sudden, every single year, something with him. Mm -hmm. Right? He buys the team, record-breaking, outbids everybody else to purchase the team because he had deep pockets to do so. Mm -hmm. Spoil. Then on top of that, he goes out and he hires Matt Rule away from Baylor, gives him record-breaking for a first-time head coach in the National Football League contract. Yep. I don't remember what the numbers was, but it was record-breaking. It was. Spoiled. Then you look up and he says, oh, I have the number one overall draft pick. If I just trade a bunch of stuff away, get rid of Christian McCaffrey, get rid of DJ Moore. Oh, I, me and my wife, we love Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. We're going to draft Bryce Young. Well, wait a minute, coach. We want to take somebody else. No, 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 no. I want Bryce Young. So he overrules everybody in the building, which the people in the building are not going to say anything. I know the people in the building, but they're not going to say anything public because they're getting checks and he's paying them. Then 11 games in, he points the finger at Frank Wright and gets rid of him after he decided he wanted Bryce Young. By the way, that's the third head coach he's fired in season. Go the ahead. The third yeah. head coach yeah. he's fired in season. Again, <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, you go to this incident in Jaguar Stadium, Richard. He decides he's going to throw something of liquid substance. I don't know what was in the – was it water? Was it alcohol? I don't know. But it was liquid. He throws it on the fan – because the fan is heckling him, I'm assuming, yes. to the point where, as an owner, he got so frustrated, he decided to take an act into his own hands. Now, imagine this, Skip and Sherm. Mm-hmm. What if that was me or you, for instance, Sherm? While you or were a player, for yep. instance, mm-hmm. while we were playing? Yep. Or even... Why we're not playing. Okay. And on these jobs right. that we have now. Yep. And all of a sudden, we decided to throw something on somebody because they say the Stanford Cardinal or the USC Trojans or the Oklahoma Sooners or the Vandy yeah. Cam- Commodores aren't very good. Yep. Imagine what that the outrage would be if we did that. Yep. Now, he can issue a little lousy apology because he's passionate about his team. I've never, and I've been dealing with the National Football League since I was a kid, all the way as a player and been in television 18 years. I've never seen an owner... 
I've seen owners curse. I've seen owners shout at people, but they let their security handle it. I've never seen an right. owner throw something on somebody. I've seen Bud Adams <laughs> shoot the finger. I, yep. I've yep. seen all of right. those sort okay. of things. Yeah. But mm -hmm. not take it, throw something on somebody. Yep. And just because it's $300,000, ooh, that ain't no money to him. They got to remove him from the games, suspend him from games, do something like that. Taking money from them ain't nothing. Man, he made that up last night in his sleep. <laughs> times 10. Right. Yeah, times 10. Times right. 10. Mm -hmm. Makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think he's, he's spoiled. He's, spoiled. He's, you know, obviously privileged. He feels like he can do that. He doesn't think there and, – and this isn't consequence, you know, so – to think there isn't going to be consequence, this isn't a consequence, and he knew it. You know, oh, they're going to find me a few hundred thousand. I, 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 I got the money. I can fight the case. I can beat the case. And he never apologized, Key. That's the crazy thing about the statement. He never actually apologized. He says, I regret that it happened. He didn't say, I apologize for doing that. No. I, I regret that that happened. So he never apologized because dudes like this don't apologize because mm. they don't mean it. He's not going to say nothing he don't mean. And he doesn't mean I'm sorry. He's not sorry. He's not sorry that he did it. He's not sorry that he threw the drink. He's sorry that I got caught publicly mm. and now I'm getting reprimanded publicly. And I don't think the money even affects anything. The only reason that the apology came out is because it was public and because people saw it and the public shame of it is why he's 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 releasing a statement at all. And I, I, I again, I agree with you in that if it was us, if it was players. If it was anybody else, you'd be talking about suspensions. I mean, we, we, you talk about removing them from, from these games for a certain amount of time. You talk about finding them game checks, et cetera, et cetera. But for an owner, at the end of the day, they call these shots. They have to decide, hey, if this, if this was me and I did this, would I, would I really want, you know, because there's a chance that each one of us can do this. So they have to vote on these punishments. It's not like they just randomly dwell out de dwell out punishment they have to approve it with the other owners like hey you, you guys good with this we're gonna find him 300,000 everybody cool mm. okay cool 300,000 <laughs> I don't think any of them really care it, honestly they don't care they probably like man I would have done the same thing what did he say to you <laughs> but I don't think I don't think it's the right punishment I don't think it's enough I think you gotta punish him in a way that keeps him away from stadiums um maybe away from stadiums hey you can't go to the away games for four games next year, you know, something yeah. like that, where he would really feel it, where he's yes. like, hey, I feel like I'm I'm being held back from something. That's the way you make the point, if you're really trying to make it. No, yeah, and, and, and that's true, Skip. So when you think about it, as Richard was talking, I was sitting there saying to myself, what if the tables was turned, Skip, and a fan threw it on him? You uh, Could you Ooh. imagine how many security guards would have pounced on that dude? Or, 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 you know, caused a whole rift. I mean, it would have been crazy. Mm. But he can do it to them, but they can't do it to him. Okay, but what if we constantly lectured NBA and NFL players about fans heckling or saying things that even are completely off limits, yeah. below the belt? You know, yeah, as long, as long as you don't do the below the yeah. belt stuff, yeah. you can scream and holler right. and tell me I, I'm, I'm terrible, okay. I suck, I'm the worst ever. But, you can do all that. But especially... NBA players have learned, just go get the security and point to the, the man or the woman and say, there, him, her, gone. And they will escort them out, usually. So that's the way that works. But are you both saying that owners should be held to the same standards as 
representatives of the National Football or, League or, as role or, models. Or are right? they in the National Football League, Skip? They are in the National yeah. Football League yeah. because they are the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So the same rules mm-hmm. should apply in this situation to owners, team executives, and some do. They, you, you, some, of, some rules, Richard, as you know, do apply to certain team executives the same as the players because they employ by the team. So, yes, they fall under those rules, but I don't think the 32 owners should be exempt from those rules at all. I just don't. They, it's, it, it's even worse than what you think because in the rule book, it says there should be, they are held to a higher standard oh, yeah. than even players. It says there is, the, the owners are to be held to a higher standard. Is this holding them to a higher standard? It is not. So, again, these things don't come up until an event comes up. It sounds good on paper when you're explaining it to the owners of the National Football League are held to a higher standard than even the players and executives in the National Football League until you actually have to put it into play. And it's 300,000 really holding them to a higher standard than you would hold players and coaches. It is not suspending them from away games for two, three games, four games is holding them to a higher standard, but that's not really what they're trying to do. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the video, Skip, and I'm saying he really isn't about that because if he was really about that, he'd walk to the window and a little closer and kind of did it. He was a little bit of a distance, you know, and kind of just yeah. did one of those. Why don't you just walk over there and pour it on the dude and see what happens at that point? Because he knew. And just yeah, he, he knew he spoiled, though, Skip. Yeah, like Richard I, I said, you privilege. You think you own everything. You're going to talk to people. You're going to buy your way out of things yeah. because you got money. That and, that's the, and that's not cool at all. But, Keyshawn, that's why they are called owners, right? They, they own the product that you participated in, that you contributed And I don't to. even like the name owners. I understand, and I don't either. But... That's what they are called because they do own and operate this league. And Roger Goodell has to answer to 32 owners. He works for the owners. He does not govern the owners. He works for them. And what I suggested Monday was if you really want to hurt him, you take away a late round draft pick. You take away, I don't know, a sixth or a seventh just to say, hey, no, that's completely over the line. See, I think, Skip, I think you suspend him. Okay. Because the, the taking away a draft pick doesn't mean anything. You're hurting the club. You want to hurt him. You want him because he's such a fan and so passionate. Like Richard said, if he doesn't get to go to the games, imagine him having to pace in that big old 50,000-square-foot house that he's living in somewhere, pacing back and forward trying to watch the games, okay. looking like you watching the Cowboys going crazy. Yeah. That's exactly what he would be. He would be going okay, so, crazy. So you like Richard's idea next year, taking him away from half their, their away I absolutely games. do. Okay. Right. I absolutely Because it, would, yeah. it okay. would burn mm-hmm. inside. It would, it would kill him inside. Okay. You know? Absolutely. He's being... He's being stopped from doing something, Skip. Right yes. now, there is nothing in the world he cannot pay that to do or can't, can't access to. Access, taking away access to something from him, is, it would... would <laughs> okay, I love that. And without, without actually knowing, Skip, yeah. I'm sure he's gone to every single game since he's on the team. I'm sure he's flown into every game on the road and at home. The percentage-wise is enough to say he's gone to every game, but if you take that away from him, oh, it'll burn him up. Well, you know how much it means to Jerry and company to, to fly on the team plane. It's a big deal to get to fly 
to the game and back with the team. A lot of the owners. Your little that. golf buddies won't be able to go to games, yeah, all true. that. Yeah. Oh, OK, I'll, I'll, you got me on that because we had talked on Monday about suspending only for the finale. They, they've got the Buccaneers at home. Obviously, Tampa's playing for the division, but. One game at home, I, I don't know that no, that care, would hurt. Carry it into next year. Yes, yeah. Okay, good point. We solved that. Up next, Nick Sirianni says he just might rest some of his Eagles starters, if not all of them, on Sunday. Is he trying to trick the Cowboys into getting ambushed at Washington? I think so. That's next. No mercy. No mercy. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Enough of us for the moment. It is your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet from Eric Jamel, who says, Dallas fans are always criticized for being fans and being optimistic about our team. LOL. 28 years? Optimistic? Yeah, really? As... Ron Burgundy from one of my all-time favorite movies, Anchorman, says that doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I'm just over the top. Yeah, okay. And this is from Liz Shaw. Keyshawn trying to run from Cowboy Nation. <laughs> you could run, but you can't hide. Here we go. Man, y'all need to stop. Skip, you got these folks out here <laughs> thinking I just don't like the Cowboys. No, you don't, but that's okay. And finally, from Brandon, the 49ers have beat... <laughs> Have beaten Dallas in the 2021 wild card, 2022 divisional, and now this year have a chance to beat them in the 2023 NFC Championship game. That is true, but that will not happen. Wait, that's a hat trick, right? Well, that would be a hat. 21, 22. Yeah, that's a hat. That's a hat trick. But you know what they say wild about the third time? Around. Third time is always the charm. Okay. So let's get back to the Dallas Cowboys. Keyshawn. Yeah. Richard's opinion on Cowboys' 13-and-a-half-point favorites at Washington this Sunday is that they should rest Tyron Smith, your man from USC, the injured Tyler Smith, and maybe even Stephon Gilmore, an aging but still great cornerback, because Richard says the Cowboys can beat the Commanders without those guys. 
Now, Eagles coach Nick Sirianni says he's considering resting some of his starters at the Giants, where Philly is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. But is Sirianni appearing to surrender so the Cowboys will put it in cruise control at Washington and possibly get ambushed by Washington? Keyshawn, your take on all of the above, please. Well, as a, as a playmaker would say, yeah. this is the National Football <laughs> League. You don't rest nobody. Yeah. You have things that you have to accomplish, and that is trying to win the division, number one, okay? Get the second seed, number two. Potentially, if for some reason the 49ers stub their toe along the way, yep. you have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. I understand there's some banged-up players that may need a little rest and attention. Yep. But let's look at this as it's the Super Bowl. You're not going to rest them in the Super Bowl. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl. And the easiest path to get to the Super Bowl is having the best seeding. And that seeding, the best seeding you can have right now is two. If you all of a sudden lose to Washington and Philadelphia beats the Giants, they now move into a different position, you drop oh, down. The sky, the, would, the, fall. The, the sky yeah. would fall. The mm-hmm. playoff scenarios. Yeah. Obviously, the Cowboys clinch the NFC East. They get the second seed. Easy, right? But the Eagles can clinch the NFC East and get the second seed if the Cowboys lose to Washington. So why would you rest either one, Philadelphia resting or the Cowboys resting? Then the Lions, on the other hand, who gift-wrapped it, y'all, that win last week, they can yeah. clinch the second seed with a win, a Cowboys loss, and the Eagles lost. Yep. Why would you rest anybody in these situations? What, I, I, I wouldn't at all. This isn't the Baltimore Ravens or the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They have nothing to play for. Yeah. Nothing at all. You can rest Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can rest those guys. Lamar, probably you rest him up because he has nothing to play for. Um, maybe you rest OBJ. Those teams have nothing to play for. But the Cowboys... The, the Lions and the Eagles, they got so much to play for, man. And you play them dudes. And if it gets out of hand, then you pull them. Agree. Go, Richard. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles, you know, they got an older team. And, uh, again, he's, you, you, the only way you win the Super Bowl is winning the tournament. And if you think the regular season has been decided, and that's what it sounds like Nick Sirianna is saying, and your guys are so beaten up, that, hey, if I play them in this game, they're not going to make it through the playoffs either way, then that's what he's saying. He's saying, I need to rest them. I need to get them prepared to survive these next four games and to be even available for them and to be at their best because my team looks tired. My team looks beat up. They're sore. They're not executing at a high level. And so us winning this game and still being the fifth seed and going out there, they're not going to be at their best anyway. And for the Dallas Cowboys, key, they rested Tyron Smith they rested Tyron Smith against Miami. They rested him because his back was that bad. It was in such bad shape that he couldn't even play in the Miami game. He, he, he survived and played in the Lions game. But if it wasn't even good enough to play in the Miami game, then clearly he's not 100%. So I'm saying, if y'all, he probably going to need this rest. He's probably going to need to sit this game out and to get himself as close to 100% as he can for these playoffs because he'll probably potentially miss a playoff game messing with this commander's game, and if y'all can't beat them without Tyron Smith playing, then that says, that says everything you need to know about your team, 
anyway. I'm not saying rest all the starters, but I'm saying a guy like him, a guy like Tyler Smith. Yeah, yeah. Okay, look. If you want to cherry pick one guy, but Skip gave me a laundry list of names. Skip didn't rest one guy. He rested four or five guys. Then when you rest in multiple guys, that's problematic. Can you beat the, can you beat, I almost called my old name, can you beat the commanders Mm -hmm. without Tyron Smith in the game? Yeah, you probably could. But when you start talking about resting this guy and then that guy, and then you got to rest your quarterback. Because now you're taking guys away and you're leaving him out there uh, uh, basically to be a pinata. You don't want that. You want to be able to protect him. So, yeah, if you want to rest one guy, of course. But that number two seed is so important to the Dallas Cowboys because they need home field as much as they can based on the way that they've played the juggernauts on the road. In playoff teams that you would have to go on the road to, will become juggernauts. Mm. Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. But Tyler Smith just tore his plantar fascia against the Lions. And, and Tyron Smith was sat out because of a back injury against the Miami Dolphins. So if you put them out there and say, hey, give it all you got, help us secure this two seed, and then you go into a playoff game and they're less than what they would have been if you would have just gave them another week of rest and let them let their their – their foot heel and their back heel a little bit more and give them a shot, then you putting them out there in bad shape anyway. And that's all I'm saying. I'm saying you want to put your best foot forward for the tournament, not against the commanders. And, and I agree with you because you put them out there and you're getting pressure on Dak Prescott, then you need to change it up anyway. Okay, Richard, in a vacuum, you make nothing but sense. But this is not a vacuum. This is Dallas at Washington. You cannot afford, you cannot risk to send the message to the locker room that we're taking this anything but dead seriously. You, You cannot send a message that we can go in with our left hand tied behind our back and beat these guys because history would scream at you wrong, wrong, wrong. I'll give you a quick bit of distant and recent history. Michael Irvin's 1995 season, the last time we won a Super Bowl, the last time we even played in an NFC championship game, that team was dominating with Michael and Troy and Emmett and Dion. And guess what happened that year? We lost two games, not one. We lost twice that year and going 12 and four, we lost twice to four and 12 Washington. Why was that? Well, Nor Turner was their coach. He used to call plays before that for the Dallas Cowboys, but still it's Dallas, Washington. Let me remind you that in Troy Aikman's rookie year, the Dallas Cowboys managed to win one football game, Jerry and Jimmy's first year together owning and operating the Cowboys. One game, they went one and 15. They won it with Steve Walsh at quarterback at Washington against the defending Super Bowl champion, then I'm going to use the term, Washington Redskins, with Doug Williams at quarterback, the defending champs, and we went in there with rookie Steve Walsh at quarterback and beat them in their house because it's Dallas, Washington. I'm going to remind both of you. The last game last year, the roles were a little reversed because Philly was in the driver's seat, but we still had an outside chance if Philly lost to the Giants at home on the final season of the regular season. We were playing at Washington. Do you remember this? We go in there with a chance. The games are being played simultaneously. 
We lost 26 to 6 because we took our foot off the gas and said, ah, it doesn't really matter. It could have mattered. But Davis Webb was the starting quarterback for the Giants at Philly. And, and it was a fairly – I ended up 22 to 16. But we lost 26 to 6. Dak had a QBR of 16 that day. That's on a scale of 0 to 100 because we went 4 for 18 on third down against Washington against the commanders because I hear they're you. Washington. That, that's just, it, it, I it's, got you. it's a historical rivalry that I can't explain, but it's, it's a blood I, rivalry. And, and the play, I, even I, the young players hear you. about it and they it's sort this, of grow up in it. This, this yeah. rivalry means more than a Super Bowl to you, then do everything you can to win the game. But yeah. if, you, if winning a Super Bowl is okay. what matters to you, then you should do what I'm tell- telling you to do. And if, if if that's not what matters, and this blood rivalry is what matters, Nick Sirianni is saying the Super Bowl is what matters to my team, Unless and a chance to win a Super Bowl us. is what, what yeah. I, I mean, I don't think he's thinking about the Dallas Cowboys at all, and, they, I, and he shouldn't be. But I think if you're saying the, the, the Super Bowl isn't your only goal, and that's not everything that every action and every thing you're doing is concerned about and is surrounded with, about – then, then, then okay. put everything you got into beating the uh, commanders and, and put Tyron Smith out there and potentially wait, wait. risk losing him for the playoffs. Okay, what did both of you tell me as we opened this show? Don't get ahead of yourself. Quit talking about NFC Championship games because you've got to take this one step at a time. Well, okay, I'm maximizing the first step. One way or the other, we got to go beat Washington by one point or 30 points. Look, we got to beat them. If, if, guys, everybody. if guys truly have injuries, and they, they have injuries, and you have to remove them off the field, I'm okay with that, sure. Richard. Yeah. I'm fine. But just resting to be resting because a guy is a little older and long in the tooth, no, I've experienced that. I've experienced at the end of the season winning the division and wrapping things up <sighs> and then having to go to Philadelphia and getting pounced on because we rested dudes up. And you, I just can't do that. I got to play guys that's capable of playing. If you're capable of playing and there's nothing wrong with you, then you're gonna, your butt going to be out there. I can scoreboard watch. If all of a sudden that Dallas game is getting out of control, yep. now I can say, okay, you guys come sit on the sideline with me. It doesn't really matter. The but Philadelphia. The, the Philadelphia is yep. what I mean. And Nick Sariani, yep. yep. same time, yep. they play at the same time. 425 Eastern. So yep. you can scoreboard watch. Mm-hmm. I've been in those situations where we scoreboard watch and we looked up and we we're like, well, nothing to play for anymore. And all of a sudden guys are coming off the field and then we go rest guys up. We go to next week to play in a wild card game and get our doors blown off. It just, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I hear you, and I don't like it either. But in this situation, it's very specific. But, I, again, it's not my team. It's not, not what I we, – we went to Super Bowls. We did not rest uh, guys unless they were hurt, um, and we went and made our runs. But if you sit there and, and you're going to tell me I'm willing to, to be missing the left side of their offensive line for the foreseeable future to beat the Washington Commanders, then, Skip, maybe that's why y'all haven't been to a Super Bowl or AFC Championship in 30 years because your true concern with beating division rivals at the end of the season instead of making sure your team has everything they they need to win a Super Bowl. Do you want to beat Washington, Skip, or you want the number two seed? Well, obviously, one has to come before the other, right? I'm only concerned right now with beating Washington. That's all. But beating Washington gets you the number two seed. Sure. Yeah, but one leads to the other. But you can't take cart before horse. That that is very true. We can't just declare we are the two seed. Let's forget the Washington game, right? No, you can't. You have to go win it. 
especially if you're missing players. Okay. And especially w- if you're missing players. What happened the last two times we went on the road? Well, nothing good happened because we got blown out at Buffalo, and we should have won the game at Miami, but we let Tua go 64 yards so are, for the walk-off are, field goal, right? Are you willing, are you willing to risk – losing Tyron and Tyler Smith, which which Tyler Smith situation still seems weird to me to fully tear get, your plantar fascia I, I, I don't and be better than you were before. That's what but, they said. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But yeah. are you willing to risk losing he and Tyron Smith to beat the Washington Commanders? Because that's what you're that, that's I what am. you're going to be Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. And I hope we okay. don't lose both of them because they're saying Tyler Smith is just a matter of pain threshold, pain tolerance. I don't get it. it. It does remind me of the quarterbacks when they tear their biceps tendon, that they just go ahead and rupture it completely because it, it, it's easier to throw when it's completely ruptured. So maybe it's I, I've had all kinds of plantar fasciitis all through my marathon days. I don't know if you guys have ever had plantar fascia issues, but I've never heard of anybody tearing it in, in an NFL game. Have you heard of that, Keyshawn, that injury? I, I've never heard of any NFL player tearing his plantar fascia. It's, tendon that runs underneath your foot yeah I've, and it I've, just I've, tore i've heard guys tear i'm in mean, still continue to play okay it's, but, it's all rupture it completely it's all pain tolerance though i mean i've I i've know. seen guys tear a lot of different things and they continue to keep playing hey look do you need to get him healthy yes is it, can you sit him to the side or both of them to the side but if you do that your blocking scheme has got to be such that that $500 million quarterback sitting behind the center, yep. you've got to protect. So if you take them out of the game, or you taking a quarterback out and now putting Cooper Rush in yep. and taking a chance to win that game this way, because if you lose and all of a sudden Philadelphia scoreboard watching, they now slide into the two seed. Yep. So it just depends on, I guess, what uh, Jerry and, and Mike McCarthy make the decision to do. Yep. If the two seed is more important or is the health more important of the three guys that I'm thinking about that you got to replace? So, Richard, I got one more question for you. How hard would you laugh at me on Monday morning if my Cowboys somehow lose the game on Sunday at Washington? I would laugh either way, Skip. I would laugh hard. Okay. Well, there you go. That's what I, We're setting ourselves up to be laughing stocks if we go lose right, but, as 13 but, but, but and a half. But you know what I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be laughing at, but I would sit there and and really say I told you so, is if you beat the Washington Commanders and you looked up and Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith were not available because you put them in harm's way in this game and you knew they were already banged up coming in. And so then you're talking about questionable and can't practice going into a game with Green Bay Okay. Where this is a situation, and now you're sitting there saying this isn't negotiable anymore. This isn't debatable. They – all right, but Tyron Smith, I, I don't know that he's banged up. He had a back issue. He had a back spasm. And then against Detroit, he did play. Yeah. Aiden Hutchinson it got him a, two or three times. But, hey. It takes he a gets ton. It takes a lot to, to, to keep an NFL player, especially offensive lineman, as tough as nails, yeah. out of an NFL game, especially one that matters. And as big I as that know. Miami game was for your team, yeah. He could not play in it, Skip. Know, this is Tyron look, Smith. Look at how many games he sat out. As tough as they come. Yeah, but but he's sat out a bunch of games in his career. He sat out because he was hurt. Sure. That's no, what I'm I, saying. I, okay. And so if you want to potentially risk him sitting out meaningful playoff games, then go ahead and do what you need to do. Yeah, I'm, go from the go from the two to the five. Yeah. Because I'm right now, I think you're the two. 
But you can go back down to the five. <laughs> go, yeah. go right ahead. Yeah. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you do that. Yeah. You think I'd be laughing on Monday? Oh, well, my God. You'd be laughing. Oh, and, my and goodness. And again, would it be the end of the world to have to go to Tampa and beat Tampa you're Baker? You're assuming you're going to go to Tampa. Just like you assumed okay. that Baker was going to roll up the Saints and that didn't happen. Yeah, I didn't assume that. But I do assume he'll roll up the Panthers. I'm pretty sure they're going to win that. Game. He got he got barbecue. Right. He's got barbecue ribs he right does. now. He so does. there's no telling what that might turn out to be. Okay. Got to right. be careful, man. Could be right because you don't want to have to go to New Orleans and deal with your nephew's team, right? No, you probably don't. Yeah. You probably don't. So securing that two C is extremely important. I understand exactly what Richard is saying. If these guys are actually hurt and cannot go and cannot play, then you rest them. But if they can lace their cleats up and they can play. I need my best 53 up and available come Sunday. I need my best 53. Absolutely. I do concur. All right. I got to get both of you to weigh in on this because both of you grew up here in Los Angeles, lifelong Laker fans. What is wrong with LeBron's Lakers at 17 and 17? No mercy. No mercy. The Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA's first ever in-season tournament. They celebrated. They raised the banner. And now they're 17 and 17 in 10th place in the West. The last play-in spot as we speak. Man, what a difference a year makes as we enter 2024. Keyshawn and Richard grew up in the L.A. area as Laker fans. So, Keyshawn, please, you first. What do you think is wrong with your team? Man, you really want me to try to answer this, Skip? Yeah, I don't I do. know. Three and eight since winning the in-season tournament. Mm. Three and eight. Mm. 17 and 17 overall record, as you said. So when I start to look at it, what has changed since winning the in-season tournament? Effort. Effort has changed. Because Anthony Davis is basically doing the same. He I mean, is. he hasn't. I agree. I mean, we used to be able to go. Yeah. Him, 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 him. Yeah. Can't do that right now. Numbers-wise, he's he's putting up the numbers. He's putting yeah. up the numbers. So he's, is LeBron. He's yeah. doing his deal. Yep. LeBron James is doing his he's normal doing his deal. deal. Yep. Austin Reeves is doing his normal deal to the to a degree. Yeah. So what's the what is it, right? So now you start to try to figure things out. And you hate to start calling names because you like certain people. But is Darvin Ham really the right guy now? Is he really the right guy as we sit at a 10th spot in his second year as a coach on a team with LeBron? Because this is, if this was any other coach with a LeBron-led team, this question would come up. We would have this conversation about, well, maybe his rotations and maybe he's not making the right adjustments and they're not listening to him, whatever the case may be. True. So now I'm starting to look at the coach and starting to say, well, if we get the same consistency to a degree – out of our star players, then what, what's the problem? The problem to me is the coach. He's not, they're not, it's not registering to them. Responding, Whatever the information yeah. is that they're getting, it's, they're, they're not retaining that information. Yeah. So you start looking at that. And in the NBA, as, as you know, it don't take long mm -hmm. for people to start looking at the coaches. So I said, well, wait a minute, Bill. We have too much talent to be 17 and 17, we displayed that although it was an in-season tournament, we still won it and we showed you we could go 7-0 in games. How come it's not the case now? That's that's really the only answer I have. Fair points. Yeah. 
I, I, I hate it. I hate it, Skip. Yeah. I hate it, Key. I, I, it's frustrating because I, I told you, I called this before the tournament, during the tournament, after the tournament. I said, it's ridiculous what they can show when, when they care, when they care, because during the tournament, Darvin Ham wasn't the problem. During the tournament, you know, when them tournament games happen, like, like he said, maybe you need to put tournament game on, on the <laughs> locker room every freaking season ga- single game because that's when they play hard. Yep. But Darvin Ham was coaching the same then as he coaching now. The thing that's different is their effort, as he said. Their effort, their approach. You see, they're lazy. They're, they're not getting back on defense. They're offensively not effective. Guys just standing around. There's not a sense of urgency. And that's the frustrating part as a fan is you're sitting there watching it and you got to watch them play in the tournament. They got to watch them play this same Pelicans team in the semifinal and hold them yes. to 80, 89, 88 points. Mm-hmm. And then you watch them play this and you're like, wait, did you guys just, it's like they're on autopilot. Yeah. And it's frustrating because, of course, they're going to blame the, the coaches. They, they bl- blame Mike Brown. They blame Luke Walton. They blame, they blame Darvin Ham now. But at some point, you got to start to say, hey, the players got to give better effort consistently. And the fact that they played these tournament games and showed, that's the, that's the crazy part. The, the, the bad part is when you show what you can do, when you show what you're capable of, True. when you show, hey, when we're giving 100% going all out, we can beat anybody in the world. And then you're like, is the tournament over? We got paid? Turn it off. Turn it off. They don't, they don't need to see it anymore. It's like, my goodness, what are we going to, when are they going to take it serious? When are they, you know, when is it not going to be Darvin Ham? When is it not going to be the injuries? Yeah. Because these same guys were just playing better basketball a few weeks ago, Skip. So I can't sit there and say, hey, man, we just don't have the team to do it. Because we do, clearly. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, Skip, mm. Richard say the coach, the coach, the coach. I can, and we've seen this movie before. People are going to start to look at the coach. They because will. he's the easier one to no part doubt. ways with, not dudes that got $200 million contracts. <laughs> so they're going to start right. looking, just like you mentioned, Mike Brown and, and, and Luke Walton and whoever else that – Hell, they looked at Frank Vogel after winning the championship, whether it's the bubble or not. They parted ways with him. So Mm -hmm. at some point, if this continues and you're sitting in a 10th seed, eventually that 10 goes to 11. 11 goes to 12. 12 goes to 13. Then you'll be scratching your head for real. Okay. I want to make the point about Darvin Ham, and I think you concur, Keyshawn. I like him a lot. I've gotten to know him him a little I think he's a really good guy. I think he's a good basketball coach. Is the team now responding to him? They are not lately, not since that tournament. This team does not shoot the ball very well. It's now 21st as we speak in three-point shooting, which is probably not good enough to be a championship contender. Can that change if they ever get Gabe Vincent healthy? He hasn't been healthy all year long, and I don't know why he went ahead and had some scope on his knee. He can flat out shoot it, and he can clutch shoot it, and I thought he was going to be a valuable member of the rotation, and he's been no member of the rotation. Now, Rui is banged up, and Jared Vanderbilt's been banged up, and Cam Reddish has been banged up. They've had some injury issues, and I'm going to give them that as a legit but small excuse. Okay, now, what do we know? There are two lights at the end of the tunnel that we have seen. We saw the in-season tournament. They're gangbusters, man. On defense, 
against Indiana that night, they destroyed them defensively because they cared. They showed up. The, the, the intensity, the urgency that we haven't seen since then was on full display in the quote-unquote championship game, a December game against Indiana. And then I got to bring up one other game that you guys have not mentioned. On December 23rd, it wasn't that far back, they went to Oklahoma City. And I don't know if you guys have been watching, but Oklahoma City has caught fire because they have grown up right before your very eyes. They have won eight of their last nine. They had the Celtics down 18 with nine minutes left last night, and it got a little (laughs) dicey. But they, they were clearly the better team, albeit in Oklahoma City. Eight out of nine. Guess what? They lost one game at home to the Lakers. So I went back and checked that box score, and the Lakers had lost four straight coming into this game, but all of a sudden LeBron goes for 40. Why did he go for 40? He made all five of his three-point shots. Well, how many nights are you going to get five out of five from LeBron from three? Not many. And Anthony was 26 and 11 with seven um, assists. So how many how many games? Did I think you that get was him? the night that that, uh, that night he came back off injury, right? Yes, he had he rested did. up or whatever. He did. Rui that night was healthy and gave you 21 out on eight of 14 shots, and they made 16 of 32 threes. That's 50 percent on the road. That that's going to give you a chance to win a lot of road games, even at Oklahoma City against the suddenly maturing right before your very eyes Thunder. The same Thunder team that proceeded to beat Minnesota, the best team in the West record-wise, by 23 at home. The same Thunder team that went to Denver a couple of nights after that and won by 26 at Denver. They are rolling people, and they got rolled by the Lakers at home. So my point is, are those lights at the end of the tunnel? Are they indictments of what this team should be with Darvin Ham as the head coach? That's the big question. I'm not going to give up on this team. I'm not going to write it off because we've seen all this happen. It, th- th- they have to flip another switch. Yeah, but you can't keep yeah. going to the well, yeah. though, Skip, yeah. over and over and over. We've seen this happen before. Yeah. We saw it last year. Yeah. They made some, some midseason trade acquisitions and kind of found themselves in the Western Conference Final, but you can't live like that every single year. Yeah. You mentioned OKC. Memphis is getting better. I mean, like, you start right. just looking. Hey. You start looking, Skip, at yep. the conference. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the team that's here with us in L.A. Are they? Uh, the Clippers. So you start looking at the conference and you're saying to yourself, you're sitting in the 10th seed. Like I said, you'll look up and be in the 13th seed admitted. And, and, and find yourself yeah. way yeah. behind I everybody. Agree. Yep, good point. But again, I just I, I just don't get it because guys put on Laker jerseys and they change who they are. They they all of a sudden can't shoot. They all of a sudden don't play defense. They all of a sudden are injured a lot of times. It's, yeah. And, and and again, we win the title with Frank Vogel and what he did with this team and how well he had him playing defensively. And then we give up on him. And uh, and now we're saying Darvin Ham and give up on him. I, at the end of the day, I don't know if it matters who's in the seat, if I'm being honest. Because, I mean, since Phil Jackson, we've gone through a gauntlet of coaches. We've gone through a ton of coaches. And the consistent theme is effort. It doesn't matter who's in the seat. The consistent theme that you're seeing is a lack of effort, a lack of effort, lack of effort. And you look up on defense and you're like, hey, some games we got it, some games we don't. And in the tournament games, Again, I, I hate to belabor the point, but there was so much effort, and that's frustrating. It's, it's, I almost wish they lost those games. I almost yeah. wish they lost the tournament yeah. because then at least I wouldn't have had to see it. I wouldn't have had to see what it could look like. 
I wouldn't have had to see what it could be like when they play hard and they care. Because all that's telling me is on a week-in, week-out, night-in, night-out basis, not, not a lot of people are caring. And I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm not talking about AD because they seem to care every night. But everybody else mm. seemed to be mailing it in at times and just waiting for LeBron and AD to save the day. Well, okay. you talk about effort, Skip, and you mentioned it, listening to or responding yeah. to mm -hmm. the head coach. The head coach gets you to put out a maximum effort. He does. Okay, that's just what head coaches do. Yep. They get you to respond to their teaching and what they're teaching you. You take to the court. Yep. You retain that information, and then you go and you deliver it to your opponent. That's something that the Lakers have not been able to do here recently. Why that is, I have no idea. I'm not saying Dorian Ham should be fired. I'm just saying you got to take a look at the way they respond to him. Now, maybe, maybe there's a Zach Levine hangover going on somewhere. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe all of a sudden that name keeps surfacing and players are being, you know, you remember that when, the, when the AD situation first came up, with all those guys was getting traded. Mm -hmm. Remember that? They, they're going to trade them, and then they're not going to trade them. And yep. the players that was there at the time, they were sitting around like, man, we can't play this way. Remember B.I., Brandon? B.I. You know, he, he was on yeah. the free throw line at Indiana, and they were chanting, LeBron wants to trade you. Yes. Dun, 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 yes. Dun. And so you don't know how that sort of yeah. information seeps into the minds of these players. Am I going to be on the block? Maybe. Am I, are they going to move me? I just got here. We, you don't know. All right. And there's a long-held theory that visiting teams don't play well in Los Angeles because there are too many distractions in Los Angeles. Does that also apply to players who come to the Lakers permanently to be Lakers? Are there too many distractions in Los Angeles? No question. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't buy into that. But well, you guys grew up here. No, I don't buy. I don't buy into it. I don't buy into too many distractions. I don't buy into that at all. Because Are you saying you can find distractions anywhere. I was literally about to say that, Skip. You can find distractions everywhere. The National Football League figured the gambling thing out. They, you know, for, for many years, oh, you can't have a Super Bowl in Vegas. Can't do this in Vegas. Can't, because they got gambling and they got adult clubs and. It, well, they got adult clubs in New York. They got adult clubs in Tampa. They got gambling in Tampa. Like, and eventually the league figured it out. Well, yep. guess what? The parties, the clubs, the restaurants and everything is in every city, major city that there's a sports franchise. It's nothing new. That's yep. why I don't buy to, I don't buy into they're in LA, so all of a sudden they can't play because they're doing too much in LA. I don't buy into that. I don't know. You get off that plane know. and you smell that. I don't buy into that. Smell that. You can get off the plane and do the same things in Miami, <laughs> New York, Chicago, <laughs> Seattle. You can do all yeah. those same things in Dallas. The <laughs> yeah, same exact things. In Dallas. Well, right. clearly, clearly yeah. the Clippers are showing you can you can come to L.A. and, and, and win and shoot and, and yeah. make three-pointers. You just can't do it in the Lakers uniform, apparently, over the last decade. There you, go, you can't Richard. find anybody to shoot the basketball. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay, real quick, I got to get both of your thoughts on the shot that LeBron almost hit the other night to tie the game. We didn't get to talk about this. I think it was Saturday night. If we'd see LeBron with his it was a three. three to tie. I, I don't think it was. It got ruled not, but he goes up to tie. That's a three. Skip has it not. Minnesota because as he 
as he his he gets his foot behind the line first, but as he rises to shoot, the ball he turns sideways. He turned his foot his, sideways his foot to, is, to push no, up and off. He's not. The, okay. He's behind no, the line. He stepped down. No, he stepped dog. Down. It's on the line. Dog. He down he's, on the line. That's clear okay. shot. Down on the line. That's a clear they, shot. They reviewed it and said, "Oh, them dudes, man, they ain't gonna change their mind." You, oh, they're just anti-LeBron. Is that what you're saying? Or? Especially no. him. Yeah. Especially who? The ref. What's his face? Tony. <laughs> yeah. Biggest Tony. Yeah. He, trying to explain. Is brothers? Yeah, Tony Brothers. Yeah, that's Tony Brothers, okay. I think. All right. Okay, so that would have tied it. But LeBron still had a chance to redeem himself because with 1.4 okay, seconds go. left, well, he did. <laughs> here we go. You saw what happened with oh, 1.4 left. Just, LeBron, just drive it or go up and shoot it. Yeah, you got to do something, it, except he... Steps through and then he's he late. stepped through and tried to bank it off the board. Yeah, he, he actually shot an air ball. He, he tried to bank it off the board, okay, man. All right, way to go, LeBron. Well, go up strong and get fouled and have the guts he to go shoot the free throws. He just tried to do throws. that. Go shoot the free throws to tie. You got to make two to tie. So he immediate. So he just missed it because he didn't want to go to free throw line. I don't know. It sure looks strange to me. Yeah. LeBron James yeah, has the highest IQ doing in so, basketball. You were doing, I was so, doing good. so good. You I were doing good. Well, I had to get that in because we it was on his way. Yeah. Come on. Or LeBron could have pulled up and just shot a you know ten foot jumper on There's the baseline. There's two dudes shot. next to him. It wasn't okay. a good shot to yeah. begin with. Go up strong and get the call and go make those two free throws. Or maybe you're afraid you can't make both of them standing there by yourself 15 <sighs> feet away. It's a hard shot. 